On today's show, a thriller in Sacramento. The Orlando Magic lose to the Kings. How did the Kings get this one done when De'Aaron Fox just didn't seem to have it? We'll talk about that. And are the Clippers back? We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On NBA your first listen today. Where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five star review wherever you listen to this, comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section what team you're here from. Let us know who you thought was going to win that game. Magic versus Kings. Talk about that game. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And joining me, as always, on a Thursday, what you got for me, Pat the Designer. I thought it was going to be so much more fun listening and watching the uh, Orlando-Sacramento game, but then I just had to keep hearing the announcers in the game. Like... The bias was crazy for Sacramento. Third team All NBA. Oh my god, misses the layup. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we get it. Okay, you you like this guy, yeah? (laughs) And then a foul on the Orlando Magic. How should it be a flagrant two? And they call him Domas. I'm not a fan of Domas. Domas is that's like a nickname. I'm I'm down for that. Are you down for Domas? I mean. I feel like that's okay like with, calling. I feel I mean, like I'm that's okay like with calling, the nickname. I feel like that's like calling Luca Luke. Like Luke for three. Or the like, Don. Nah, yeah, nah, come on. The Don. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> you know, it just feels weird. Uh, today's episode, we'll get into the Clippers. I want to talk about the Clippers because I think they're back. They're fourth in the West. They've been they've been there for a little while, but they were eleventh at one point. And so let's talk about them. Why are they back? They get a win against the Suns, and then we'll play. Uh, we'll play Count It Up, where we talk about those interesting, fun things in the NBA, including. Jalen Duran taking a ride. Hey, yo. <laughs> Off of a dunk. Uh, our own Tony East had a quote from Rick Carlisle that's making the rounds about hot girls and if they can guard people. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And then we've got a Wemby. Wemby went against Pop. We'll talk about that and more. But let's start here. Two overtimes couldn't be done in regulation. Magic and Kings, both teams on the second night of a back-to-back. The uh, Sacramento Kings, both games were at home. Orlando, both games were traveling. They played the Warriors the day before. Then they played the the Kings. So both of these teams had been on the second night of a back-to-back. The Orlando Magic have uh, Jonathan Isaac out, obviously, because he always is. Markel Fultz has been out. Cole Anthony and uh, Joe Ingles was was out looking like a pizza delivery guy sitting on the sidelines, as always. Uh, So they were a little bit shorthanded. Also, as always. Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) They were shorthanded. And then Franz Wagner goes out at the 6 minute 45 second mark of the first quarter in this game. He missed six quarters in in this game, basically. And so he goes out. And this Orlando Magic team, it was just surprising to me looking at the the players that they had on the collection of players they had on the court that they even made it to the end of regulation, let alone sec like first overtime, second overtime and what they did. Uh, Paolo Bencaro, 43 points in this one. They hit 25 threes yeah. in this game. They took 44 of them. The magic take 33s a game and they only hit 33% of them. It was just a wild game for the magic. Uh, what did you see from Paolo Bencaro and this crew? 
I mean, listen, I, I honestly believe that the reason that the Magic lost this game is Paolo got tired. Like overtime one, I don't know if you got a chance to see uh, the scoring in that quarter. It's Paolo. Don't worry about it. Uh, nine Here it is. points. You ready? You ready? Here's the. Here's all the scoring. Paolo <laughs> Banquero hit a three. Paolo Banquero pull up jumper. Paolo Banquero fouled two free throws. Paolo Banquero got an offensive foul. Then Paolo Banquero off uh, out of bounds, and he scores in the inbound layup. Every single one of their points. Yeah, and and then the second overtime, Jalen Suggs stepped up a little bit, but it just wasn't enough Eight, because two, the guy, their go-to guy, was tired. Paolo Bencaro has really set himself up as the number one in this NBA, and I mean, he has been—he's had a dominant season. It's really good to see him playing this well on the road as well. Early on in the season, it seemed like it was the tale of two Paolos. It was like. At home, this guy's amazing. On the road, still a good player, but it doesn't feel like he's all the way, you know, there yet. Now, seeing this game versus the Kings, I mean, there was nothing that the Kings could do to slow down Paolo this entire game. Uh, 43 points. I thought that, you know, it, it, his mindset was really just... I'm going to be better than the guy on the other side of me, no matter who that is. They threw a bunch of guys his way, and it wasn't like the 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 Kings were playing a, a bad game. Even defensively in moments, it seemed like Paolo Bancaro, or the Kings were doing a good job on Paolo Bancaro, but Paolo, just one of those players, right? That anomaly, that guy that you're just like, he gets down low. He's very strong. He's able to finish through the contact. He's going to get to the free throw line. He's going to get in one situation and he can knock down the three ball on top of all of that. This young man has such a bright future in this NBA. And I, I am very excited for the fans in Orlando because we're talking about a Sacramento Orlando game. This would have been sacrilegious for like 10 years in the NBA since Chris Weber left. So, what Chris Weber and Shaq? Is that like what he had? Like they didn't even play, not even the same time. This is sacrilegious here. I love it though. Hey, your team every day, man. We're going, we're going for all of them. We got locked on Kings. We got locked on Magic. And we love them the same as locked on Lakers and locked yeah, on yeah, Celtics yeah. and all and all of them. Paolo Mancaro is just big and fast and can do a lot of stuff with the basketball. Yeah. He he went six of nine from three in this one, which was nice, but it, it just hit a bunch of threes. 11 of 14 from the free throw line, got to the line, including a couple in, in the overtime periods. Like, yeah, he was just playing really well. On the Kings side of it, or, or, I want to say one more thing about the Magic. On the Magic, Trevlin Queen, raise your hand at home if you knew who Trevlin Queen was. Traveling Queen. I'm a, I'm a nerd. All right. You're a nerd. How many <laughs> minutes has Traveling Queen played so far this season for the Magic? Oh, this is probably his most the entire season. I don't think he's played a game. Well, he's been in the G League. He came up once. You're trying too hard. I think he came up one time before. He's played one minute before he tonight. He okay, played. all right. I'm not he, tripping it. He did he did play NBA minutes. He plays in the one, G League most no, of the No, not minutes. Not, not minutes. plural. One minute. singular. Okay, he's played one minute for the Magic yeah, so far yeah, this yeah. season. He played 38 in this one. By uh, the way, just, Nick didn't bring that up. That just tells you how addicted I am. To that's NBA true. I didn't tell him all. Ask him he didn't tell me anything about no. traveling Queen. No. Uh, how would you know? Uh, <laughs> Gary Harris goes out with an injury. Franz Wagner was out with an injury. Like they were missing guys. We talked about earlier they just needed guys to step up. And so they were playing Chumo KK. They were playing Anthony Blacklade until he got a flagrant foul. Uh, they were playing Admiral Schofield got some time. <laughs> Admiral Schofield, baby. <laughs> They're going all like they were just playing anybody out there. So shout out to what the Orlando Magic were able to do. But the Kings though, Kings get the win. Yeah. And man, the first thing I thought about watching this game is Fox has got nothing. He played 40 minutes 
and it just almost 44 minutes. Yeah. It just seemed like he didn't have anything in this one. He didn't score from the like the second beginning of the second quarter through the midway through the fourth quarter. Then he didn't score again until the last two minutes of the second overtime. There was just these long stretches yeah. where he just didn't have it. And I was wondering, like, why is he even out there at times? And then, of course, he scores the two, the last two baskets for the Kings in the, you know, in the second overtime. Basically, gives them the win there. Uh, but outside of De'Aaron Fox, what did you see from this Kings team? I mean, listen, they really rallied around each other, like you said. De'Aaron Fox really struggled in that second half. I believe only one for eight for the entire second half. But when you look at the rest of the guys being able to go out there, and, and it, it really speaks to kind of what this team is rallying around him, right? You look at uh, uh, um, Monk. was that Chris Duarte coming out having a big second half for this team, sixteen points on. I'm sorry, Malik Monk. I'm I'm looking at the wrong name there. Uh, Malik <laughs> Monk having sixty. I was like Chris Duarte. That didn't feel right. Uh, <laughs> Having 16 points there, uh, uh, being able to go out there and really knock down the shot. And and the guy that I thought was really interesting was Domas. In that second half, I thought now, that now Domas. For did, Domas. No. no, no, I don't I don't like it, but I've heard it all night. You said it twice. Like I naturally. don't like it. I don't like it. The the guy, the 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 Sabonis being able to go Arvidas out there. Arvidas' son. Yeah, Arvidas' son. Let's do that. The Sabonis being able to go out there. I thought that he did a ton of things off ball, setting the screens, being able to pop guys open, doing a lot for Malik Monk on that, being able to get down low and finish and he was just the guy that was there on the cleanup man like yeah. when you see Sabo and, and so often with Sabonis we kind of talk about him not as the second guy not as the third guy but just as the guy that just exists I'm just here on the cleanup crew boom I'm still going to get my 20 I'm going to do everything that everybody needs but I thought offensively in that second half he really did a lot to keep the Kings in this game and of course Malik Monk being able to go out there and, and knock down uh, uh, <laughs> 5 of 10 shots on a day really did a good job in that second yeah, Malik Monk, 37 points total, nine assists in this one. He averages like 14 and five. And so for him to really step up when De'Aaron Fox had didn't have it in that entire end of the fourth quarter and both overtimes until those last couple minutes, he was the one attacking over and over and over again. He was the one getting to the bucket, creating things, like creating offense. And it's just such a luxury to have a player like that for the Kings that can take over and can go off. I mean, he, he's got to be sixth man of the year, or at least like way up there. <laughs> At this point. Yeah, probably. I mean, listen, it, it, can we say six, man? No, I mean, Malik Monk's he hasn't playing. hasn't started a game. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's true. But six. he's playing so many How many players minutes. start? Five. I know, I know. Six. I know. But it just feels wrong. It doesn't feel like he's the sixth man yeah, on this six, team. It, it literally feels like he's the sixth starter. We're going to find him so many minutes to play in these games. Well, your boy Chris Duarte started and played 10 minutes. Hey, and then listen, Malik Monk yeah, played I mean? 46 minutes. So it's literally yeah. like they just don't want to start so him at the beginning the of the game. So is he the sixth man? So is he? Wow, is he the sixth man? If he, he the sixth what man? if he's fourth in minutes or third in minutes? Is he the sixth man then? That's what I'm saying. That's Wrink, why I'm wrinkling my there. brain right now. That's why it. I'm sitting there looking. I mean, in theory, yes, he is the sixth man. But uh, Chris Duarte's minutes have been probably the most inconsistent minutes in the NBA. It feels like Jamal Murray very uh, in his rookie year. He's like, 30 minutes, seven. Wait, what? <laughs> Paolo Bencaro, amazing game. Amazing games from Malik Monk and Sabonis to take up when De'Aaron Fox didn't have it, and the Kings get the win in this one. Great stuff all around. Coming up, let's talk about the Clippers. Are they back? We'll talk about that and more coming up. Today's episode brought to you by BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp and 
everybody has some things that they need to talk through. You have something in your life that is bothering you, causing you anxiety, that you have a relationship issue with a family member or a partner or something like that, a friend even, if you've got something that you need to talk about, check out BetterHelp. If you've been waiting around and you've been saying, man, this thing is just really bothering me. I wish I had somebody to talk to. Talk to somebody at BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You pick the times. You get a therapist, you you know, somebody that's licensed that you know you're going to get matched with, and you can decide to change at any point. Therapists know that like you're not going to vibe with everybody, and so they want to make sure that you're comfortable with that person. You can change at any time. Again, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Celebrate the progress you've already made, but let's keep it going at betterhelp.com slash LockdownNBA today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash NBA. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Locked On NBA, being part of the show and, and every day or listening every day. We've got the 24-7 live Locked On Sports yeah. stream. You're probably watching us on there right now. Hey. So go watch it on YouTube or watch it on Fire Stick or watch it on uh, News On, a bunch of other apps, too. So check it out, the Locked On 24-7. Sample a couple shows. See what you like. Maybe Locked On Bulls is on there if they do anything interesting. I mean, it's on there. <laughs> It's the best we can say for it. It's on there. <laughs> we're we're about more, we're definitely more interested than the Bulls are right now. So tune in with us. The if show, you're a the show is definitely more. Yes, yeah, hundred percent. If you're a disgruntled Bulls fan, come watch me and Hayes. We're also disgruntled Bulls fans. The Clippers get the win, one hundred and thirty-one to one hundred and twenty-two against the Suns. Yeah. Paul George has thirty-three. Kawhi has thirty points. 30 points, eight boards, three assists, two steals, two blocks for Kawhi Leonard. Played 40 minutes in this one. James Harden with the casual 22 and 11. Westbrook off the bench playing 18 minutes. I don't want to focus on this game. I want to focus on the Clippers themselves. Yeah. Are the Clippers back? Because they, in on December 1st, so about a month ago, were 11th in the West. They were 8 and 10. It was the end of that crazy stretch at the end where they were losing a bunch of games in a row after the Harden trade. Everybody thought they were done. Oh, Harden trade's the dumbest thing they could have ever done. Then by December 27th, they were fourth in the West. They were 18 and 12. They went on a a 10 to 2 stretch right there. Now they're still fourth in the West, but they're 20 and 12 at this point. Since November 14th, right after the Harden trade losing streak. Since then, the Clippers are 18 and 6. They have the fifth best offense and the 10th best defense in the NBA. What have you seen from the Clippers? Uh, It feels like they're getting used to playing more than five games in a season again. Like I, I'm being facetious <laughs> there, but it honestly You're just right. feels like Kawhi Leonard is is kind of settling in to playing a lot of time again. By the way, hasn't been hurt. It's crazy. It's a miracle. This guy can play basketball. He's missed four games with a left hip contusion, <laughs> and that's it. Played back to backs. Played 40 minutes here and there. Nothing. I mean, nothing playing. is making the Clippers organization look worse than Kawhi Leonard just not getting injured and continuing to play games, even though they had him sitting out weeks at a time. But I digress. It really feels like they're kind of just settling in. And I think the the thing is, right, with Harden is that nobody ever thought James Harden was a bad player. People think that he's bad for the long run, right? James Harden can play. He was literally one of the best point guards in the NBA last season. Led the league in assists. Are we surprised that James Harden can play here? I'm not surprised by this. I know people were like kind of, oh, my goodness, this is the horrible time. He's not going to be able to come back from that. Like, okay, he's having a downtime. He's able to play again. Guess what? 
The real question for Harden doesn't begin till the playoffs, just yeah, like Kawhi, right. just like Paul George. Everybody knows that James Harden can play in the NBA. The only two things that are sitting against James Harden right now are, is he going to be available for the playoffs? And is he going to be a D-bag and leave another team out to dry? Listen, he, he's he's left four teams out the dry or three teams out the dry at this point. What, what I don't I don't think it's too, I don't I don't think it's too much to say that right. Like I I I I like the player James Harden and I love how he's uh, uh, acclimated himself into this Clippers organization. I think he makes Tyron Lue's life a lot easier because he can just go out there and make plays, like he said when he got traded there. I am the system. Still think that's a little much, but hey, let's see if you're the it's system working. when the playoffs get here. I mean, it's a, it's much, but it's working now. The Clippers have wanted a player like this. They've wanted a guy to set up the offense, to set up other guys, so it doesn't just it isn't just on Kawhi and Paul George to create their own shot. That isn't yeah. that is not a tenable offense in the NBA anymore for just two guys to create their own shots. The the Dallas Mavericks are finding that out right now. <laughs> Although Luca is a system as well in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, but I asked Darian Vaziri, locked on Clippers. I was like, give me the rundown. What what, what has caused this turnaround? First thing he said, no load management. Yeah, like, yeah, that's that's a, a a given. Kawhi and Paul George just being healthy. Kawhi missed four games. Paul George has only missed two games this season too. It's great to have your star players around. Yeah. The third thing he said was Russ going to the bench and allowing Harden to do his thing, which is what you were talking about. Harden since the you know since the Harden losing trade streak ended, eighteen points a game, nine assists, only two point seven turnovers a game, which is a that's a good assist to turnover ratio, and he's like plus nine, and his plus minus. In that he's been able to play his role and Westbrook taking a step back for all the credit you have to give Harden for his play Westbrook stepping back averaging just under 21 minutes a game in this stretch averaging eight and a half field goal attempts per game. What do you think is the lowest field goal attempts per game Westbrook has averaged in his it's career? It's got to be this. It's got or, or his rookie year. Like I mean, I mean besides shot more besides, in his obviously year. this one, but besides this one, his rookie year, just throw out a number, be. just throw out a uh, number. 11. 13.4 yeah, is, okay, is the lowest field goals he's ever taken. This is a guy, Russell Westbrook, who's taking like 20, 25 shots a game yeah. at times. And he's taken 8.6. He's he's settled into this role. He played 18 minutes in this game against the Suns. And he's playing really good defense. There's a Reddit thread that was one of the number one threads. I don't know if I agree with it, but the fact that it's a conversation made me pause. It said, Russell Westbrook should be in the conversation for defensive player of the year in all defense. And I was like, hold up. But honestly, he's played really good defense off the bench and yeah. him playing in that role, accepting it and accepting not being the guy that just has the ball all the time. I did not have that on my Russell Westbrook end of his career bingo card. The two things I did not expect from like stars that we we've kind of grown up with to, to change the, I did not expect Russell Westbrook to take a back seat and be a defensive stopper off the bench and Clay yeah. Thompson to be the guy in the starting lineup. That's like all worried about his stats and taking too many shots and like <laughs> not being a team player all the time. I did not expect those two things to happen, but both of those things are realities now in 2024. Yeah. I mean, listen, when, when I look at Russ and, and what he's done off the bench and y'all know how I am with Russ, I'm a big Russ fan. I think that Russ has found a role that fits him, and it doesn't take away from what he's done. I mean, he's still being able to score, right? Coming off of the bench, like you said, averaging about 23 minutes on the season, but not yeah. in that bench role. 
uh, in the beginning of the season, wasn't in that bench role. But since he's really taken that backseat, I mean, last 10, still putting up 14 to 15 points a game, couple of games in there with 10. Assist numbers are still four or five assists. And defensively, he's been one of the main pieces that you can throw out there to really slow guys down because Russ isn't slow at all. I You saw it tonight, no. right? Russ didn't shoot the ball particularly well tonight, but there was one play tonight where he drives in. Bull Bull's just there existing. He basically moves them out of the way just by saying, here I go. Like, you're not going to be there anymore and makes an easy layup. Like, he's still got the burst of speed. He's still got the power. He's still very, very good at, with his quickness. And I, I love that about Russ. And I think that when you look at kind of how everybody now seems to have a role because Russ, I think the thing with the Clippers was Russ wasn't the same level of scorer with the Clippers that he was when he was younger. But he still could get other guys involved. He still could get Kawhi involved, still could get Paul George involved. But you needed that third guy that was going to be a consistent score. At a minimum, Harden does give you the 20 points that you're looking for out of a guy while still giving you the assist numbers that Russell Westbrook can give you. That's why we're seeing this dynamic work so well. And like at the end of the day, listen, let's, let's not have any, any crazy thoughts about this. Kawhi Leonard's been going absolutely berserk, and he's putting together what could be called an MVP season early on. His last nine games, 41-34-31-27-36-28-30-24-30. He's pretty good. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. The Clippers seem good. to be back. The Clippers are doing a lot of things right, and it starts with them being healthy and a lot of their players playing and Harden slipping into this role because you know, they've, they've set him up to be that, and Russell Westbrook has played along. It's been wild to watch. Clippers are back. Coming up. Let's play Count It Up, where we count all the most interesting, fun things in the NBA, including Jalen Duren going for a ride and hot girls that can't guard anybody. We'll talk about that and more coming up. Hey, yo. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has all kinds of props and odds and spreads. I went to FanDuel, and right now they have NBA specials. These are fascinating. In which game will LeBron James score his 40,000th regular season point? He's at... 39,440 plus whatever he got tonight. And so you can go put in February 8th versus the Nuggets, February 9th versus the Pelicans, February 13th versus the Pistons. You can do uh, 14th against the Jazz, February 22nd against the Warriors. The leader in the clubhouse is uh, February 23rd against the Spurs. That's plus 500. So you can go put some bets on that. That's pretty fun. Go check it out at FanDuel.com. Again, uh, use the promo code locked on or go to fanduel.com slash locked on. New customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Pat, it's that time of the week again where we counted up the most interesting, fun things in the NBA. Let's get into it. Big chicken, baby. Zion and points to take that Count it up. 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 Did you see this play in the Jazz versus the Pistons game that included zero defense on any, on either side? Uh, several hundred points were scored. Jalen Duren went for a two-handed dunk, was hanging on the rim, I and did. Walker Kessler went to contest the dunk. And then Walker Kessler was underneath him as Jalen Duren was kind of swinging around the rim. He did a swing around the rim where he's like holding on with two hands, swings all the way around the rim, and then like basically lands on Walker Kessler as if he's giving him a piggyback ride. And he like is sitting on his shoulder and Walker Kessler, I kid you not, 
takes three steps with Jalen Duran on top of him as yep. if he was giving him a piggyback ride uh, for about three steps there. My question is, who deserves more blame for the for this? Duran for not holding onto the rim longer and not like letting Kessler get out of the way or Kessler for not getting out of the way fast enough? Uh, Walker Kessler deserves more blame for not dropping it on his back. <laughs> You're not going to disrespect me in front of millions of people, dog. I'm sorry. You the Detroit Pistons. Y'all are literally one of the most dog water teams in the NBA. You going to sit on my shoulders? I'd have let you fall. <laughs> I'd have been like, oh, you well, think you there you go. Thrown him, thrown him off? A hundred percent, bro. Like, come on. Now, listen, I get it. We're in a different time in the NBA. Everybody's kind of a little more kumbaya, and it's a very PC culture. But, bro, come on now. Like, what, what are we doing out here, bro? Because he, here's the thing. Jalen Duran swung on the ring. Should have been a tech in the first place. Swings around the no, rim. No, because there's a player under him. There's Literally, because of the way the play ended, I think he could have held onto the rim longer. Walker Kessler was trying to get up out of there. And I feel like Jalen Duran was looking for Walker Kessler out well, there with the swing hey, around. Come hey, on now. Let's say he landed <laughs> hey, that. Yo. Let's say he, <laughs> he landed that. I think Duran could have held on longer. He could have been going for the disrespect. He literally, like, like almost was riding on his shoulders. Oh, he was. Oh, he was. And and he would have fallen. <laughs> if you, As Cat Williams once said, Cat Williams very much in the news today, uh, <laughs> if you ride, you're going to fall. <laughs> Do you think that mentality is why Walker Kessler is, uh, like, coming off the bench and, like, not a huge integral part of what the Jazz are doing right now sometimes? I think the Jazz are just also a bad basketball team. <laughs> The Jazz have been I, really good. I'm, I'm going to defend the Jazz. Here. The Jazz have been really good. They just destroyed the Mavs the other night, so I, I'm very up on my Jazz. Info. I mean, all right, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that uh, Walker like Kessler Ryan Gosling in La La Land. I'm very, I'm very much yeah. up on my Jazz. I know, big Jazz I know. guy. You big Jazz guy, big right? Jazz now. guy. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I, I think Walker Kessler's I, just. I think Pat just got fired for talking bad about the Jazz. From did my, I? Did from, I freeze from David Locke, our CEO? Can you not? Am I frozen? No, I, I think you just. Like, oh, oh, oh! I thought you were saying like I was stuck on the screen. I was like, "What?" Oh well, it happens. It is what it is. To be if stuck it, in the unemployment line. Hey, listen, David Locke hey, hears this episode. And hey, listen, if I get fired for for uh, telling the truth, yeah, it's tough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough way to go. They're sixteen uh, and nineteen. Come on, <laughs> they've been good lately. Uh, our our friend Tony East, who hosts this show regularly, and then also is the Locked On Pacers host. Reported a Rick Carlisle quote recently that went viral. Rick Carlisle said about the Pacers, even dating a pretty girl gets boring after a while if she can't guard anybody. Rick Carlisle out of context about his team. My question is, how many Hinge, Bumble, and Tinder accounts are currently being changed to say requirement must be able to guard a pick and roll? <laughs> what? <laughs> I saw so many people like, all right, I've got. I've got to go. I've got, like, I gotta go got, update the hedge. I don't they know. Got, uh, they they got to be able to hedge now. They've got to be able to. Here's to the scary part, right? Like if you if you go on one of those sites and you're like swiping looking for a girl and it says good D, are you uh, are you swiping <laughs> right or left? Like like. I think I would just look at it and be like, I think I, I downloaded the wrong app. <laughs> yeah, I don't know which app I'm on here. I, like I don't know. I don't know if that's really what you want to see. Stops penetration. That's not what I'm on the site for. That's, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here for. Nick, Nick, you still there? Nick? Oh, I'm just God. saying, like, 
Defensive terms are not good for hey, Hinge just, and Bumble and Tinder. I'll just say what uh, what Tracy Morgan said on uh, on Thirty Rock. Freaky Deakies le- need love too. Hey, listen, somebody's got to do it, man. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm glad I asked. <laughs> I'm glad I asked that question instead of several others. I, I I thought about that question so long. I was like, I can't think of a good question for this, but I have to put this in here. Oh my god, Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> In, in the Spurs game the other night, uh, was out of the game with three minutes left, and he lobbied for more minutes for himself. He's been on this minutes restriction. He checked himself back into the game with a minute 46 left. He got a dunk, and Pop took him back out. He pulled him at the one-minute 10 mark, and after the game, Victor Wembanyama said, I wasn't allowed to sub in, but I still did it, and the coach sent me out right after. <laughs> My question is, do you like Wemby going up against Pop in this in this scenario? Um, that's tough. I, 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 I gotta say no, because I just said the same thing about Jair Alexander covering, you know, bears Packers is this week. So that's very um, much the same thing. It, it's a very, very, well, I mean, it, it's a similar situation in where your coach basically is telling you, you're, you don't have permission from the coach to go do something. I should say. Yeah, um, so for me, Popovich, just both of them. That's well, well, I didn't say, well, clearly you don't know who Jair Alexander plays for. <laughs> I have no idea. I had literally <laughs> just Googled bears coach. That's what I just he is, did. He is not a Chicago bear. Uh, he definitely plays for the Packers. That is boom right past. Them. Don't worry about that. No, uh, but I, I just, I think that there is a, a level of respect that you have to have for the coach. I'm not saying that it should go to like, Oh, you got to suspend it. Like they suspended Jair Alexander. That's why I brought it up. Uh, I don't think it needs to go to that level by any means, but there does have to be a like, Hey, listen, if the team is putting you on a restriction, if your coach is telling you that you can't do something, you can't just, this ain't pickup ball. And, and I, I get it. Like you were the King in France. You're no longer the King here. You are one of pops players. When pop speaks, you do need to listen. Yeah, I, it it, it kind of makes me like Wemby though. <laughs> kind of well, makes me, it's it's one of those like, hey, don't sit now. me down. Like you, I like the mindset of like the mindset don't of like, let me. Be. Well, his, yeah. his his thing he said afterwards was he checked himself in. It underscored his belief that the Spurs could still win the game after another minute or two wouldn't hurt. He said, "Quote: I know the wise option is to listen to the staff, even though it's hard and frustrating. He wanted to win the game. He thought that they could go, he could go back and they could win the game. And so like yeah. putting winning ahead of it, like it's got to be frustrating having all these." Like having all these uh like men's restrictions and stuff he's been dealing with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I I get that. Like I I understand kind of that and I think they're trying to protect Wemby because of the rookie wall. It seems like he had slowed down a couple of games and he was getting a little more tired quicker. He against the Bulls, I, I was like, is Wemby out there? Like I I know he's the tall guy in the middle, but it feels like he's not really out there doing a lot. And for some reason, he's not the number one option on the team. sometimes like, it's like, how are we never it's just weird. not always throwing the basketball to Wembenyama? Like is pop trying to teach him some like, Hey, you're one of 15 on this well, team. Apparently like, he no. is taking him out of the game and not letting him go back in. <laughs> well, I would think that would mean that pops pulling the plug and he believes in you as a starter, but I don't know. I, that's, that's, that's a weird situation. I would always say lean towards the coach, but I do love the mindset of uh, Hey, I want to win this game. Let us know in the comment section what you think about all this. Who do you thought was going to win the Orlando Magic versus the Kings game? What team is your favorite team? Let us know in the comment section. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On NBA. Bye-bye. Boom.